Welcome to the Manifestation Bay podcast. My name is Katherine Zinkina, and I'm a manifestation expert, master mindset coach, and multiple seven-figure entrepreneur. I'm obsessed with helping you achieve everything that you once thought was impossible. If you're looking to massively up-level your life, your finances, your relationships, your productivity and success, then you have come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is to help you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything that your heart desires. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of mindset development to help you maximize who you are and where you're going. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and teachings that you need to manifest a reality wilder than your wildest dreams. I know we're about to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pushing play today, and now let's begin. I can't believe it's been almost two years since I've last hosted a live training. Well, consider this a manifestation because for the first time in almost two years, I'm hosting a live three-day money manifestation training called Cashflow. And the best part, it's absolutely free to join. We're going to be talking all about raising your financial set point, taking your power back when it comes to money so that it no longer has its hold on you, having money respond to you as the sovereign queen of money, not the other way around, becoming wealthy without frying your nervous system, the exact steps to accessing financial abundance for life, and so much more. You can sign up for this free training at manifestationbabe.com slash cashflow. Again, that's manifestationbabe.com slash cashflow. We start May 15th, and I can't wait to see you there. What is up, everyone? It is Catherine's husband, Brennan. And if you haven't heard, my wife is taking a little sabbatical. And since she stepped away, I decided to hack the podcast a little bit. Shh, for good reason, though, okay? So just stick with me. Our really good friend, yes, you know the man, James Wedmore, has massively contributed to the growth of Manifestation Babe, and he is about to open up his signature program, Business by Design, which, by the way, totally changed the game for our business. So as a tribute, we wanted to do a little re-release of a very special episode James did with Catherine, and you are definitely going to want to hear it. This episode is packed with insane value. And if you're an aspiring entrepreneur or own your own business, this episode is going to have some major mindset shifts and breakthrough moments for you. Give it a listen and then run to the show notes to get on the BBD waitlist. Business by Design opens for the one and only time this year on Monday, June 12th. And when you sign up with Manifestation Babe, you're going to get exclusive access to some juicy, juicy MB bonuses that will take your business to the next level. So be sure to get on that waitlist after this episode to be the first to know when those doors swing open. All right? Well, that's enough out of me. Enjoy the episode. Hello, my beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Manifestation Babe podcast. Wow. Do I have an episode for you today? I don't know if it's because I'm almost 28 weeks pregnant, but I found myself in tears, like tears coming down my face for so many of the golden nuggets that were shared in this interview with my really good friend, James Wedmore. Like, thank God you couldn't hear them or 
I don't know. Maybe you will. Maybe you'll hear, hear a little bit of a cry. Um, James has been on the podcast once before, and I'm definitely going to link that episode in the show notes as well. If you want to get a little bit more context into his background, and I'm pretty sure we talked a little bit more about the nitty gritties of business and mindset and things like that. Um, in fact, I believe that he was my very first interview. Now that I think about it back in 2019, when I decided to bring guests onto my podcast, but James really brings it in this episode. Unlike anything I've ever experienced before. I told him at the end of this episode, after we were done recording that it felt like an angel descended into his body And he had a message to share with me and the rest of you who are going to be listening to this episode. Like it was so, so profound. And I'm just honored to be James's friend and to have the privilege of this being on my podcast episode because it was amazing. Um, If you're new to who James is, he's an entrepreneur in the online business space for over 15 years now, basically a grandpa who's obsessed with coaching and teaching anyone with an expertise to scale that knowledge into a digital product, um, six figure, seven figure, eight figure empire, you know, whatever number floats your own personal boat, that's what he can help you with. He's literally a genius at what he does when it comes to marketing strategy, hiring, scaling, all of that good tactical stuff. But more than that, James is also a spiritual seeker, like so many of you, and he can go so deep into the realm of manifestation, vibration, energetics. But more importantly than that, he's like a living, breathing example of what it means to be a powerful manifester embodied. And I feel incredibly lucky to call him one of my good friends. James has gone through some of the hardest years of his life the last couple of years that I have been a witness to actually. And that's exactly what we decided to talk about. We had no idea what we were going to talk about before this episode, but we decided that that would be the topic because like there's just so much goodness and so much wisdom that he can impart from those really dark places that I have seen him going through. And I'm so excited to put this episode out there because yes, you know, this is geared towards entrepreneurs, but also if you're not an entrepreneur, James will help you with any kind of challenge or adversity or anything that you're facing in your life in general, where you are just in this dense bubble and you just don't know how to get out of it, James is going to pull you right out of that density and into the light. And he's going to show you how to persevere like a warrior as he describes it. And he definitely did that for me today. And I know he's going to do the same for you. So definitely listen to this whole episode until the end. I promise you every single thing that comes out of that man's mouth, I'm like, wow, is this like a speech, like an award-winning speech? Like what is happening right now? And before we dive into the episode officially, I just wanted to announce that I am officially affiliating again after taking a break from last year for James's signature program called Business by Design that launches in the second week of June. So we're a little early, but there is a wait list for you to get on, which I highly recommend because you're just going to want to get on it. So (laughs) business by design is a program for any entrepreneur who's ready to take their business to the next level 
by going through James's proven processes for absolutely anything you could ever need to start to build and grow your business. So whatever stage you're in, I don't care if you are, you, you like just have your first idea or you're making six figures and you want to get to seven, or you're like me where you're almost at the eight figure mark and you're like, fuck it, let's go beyond that. Let's go to multiple, multiple eight figures, right? Any stage that you're at, this program can help you with that. I'm also throwing in eight of my very own special bonuses into the mix. So there's going to be some manifestation, babe, manifestation focused bonuses, which you can find out what those bonuses are. I'm not releasing them yet, not announcing them yet, but if you want more information and you want to be in the loop and you want to be the first to know about the upcoming launch, get on the waitlist. It's manifestationbabe.com slash BBD waitlist. Again, manifestationbabe.com slash BBD waitlist. And that's BBD, like B as in business, B as in buy, D as in design, business by design, BBD waitlist. And yeah, get on the waitlist right now to be the first to know about the upcoming launch. This program personally transformed my business and I'm so excited to see what it does for yours. Okay. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Get ready to cry. All right, James, welcome back to the podcast. It is your second time being here. Unfortunately, our last episode was like, what, three years ago? So it's about fucking time, man. Wow. <laughs> I, I, when, you, when you were saying that, I, I heard it as, this is your second time on the podcast, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty unfortunate. I, I thought it was three, but I guess I'm counting one of the times that you've been on uh, my show. Yeah. It's been a really, really long time. So I figured that it's time to bring you back because a lot has happened. A lot has changed. A lot has happened. A lot has changed. And it's like insane. I mean, there's, I'm so excited about today's episode before James and I were recording this episode. Like we talked about kind of some of the things coming up in, you know, the entrepreneurs that follow manifestation, babe, um, you know, my life, my business, James's business. And I just, I have a really good feeling that this is going to be a very deep, very good, very healing episode. So James, for anybody who's like completely brand new to James Wedmore, can you just kind of describe like who you are, what it is that you do, who you help anything that's relevant? Yeah. I'll keep, I'll keep it as short as possible. Um, this is my 15th year running an online business around my coaching, my teaching and my expertise. I've always loved teaching. And when I found out that you could make a, a living doing that, I, I was hooked a long, long time ago. So I host a podcast called the mind your business podcast. It's for any type of entrepreneur that um, is most likely like your audience, a, a spiritual seeker, but also uh, an entrepreneur that knows that, you know, your business is a reflection of you. So as, as, uh, as you grow, you see that reflect in your business. Uh, and then I'm the, uh, the, the founder of my signature program, which helps entrepreneurs scale their business. It's, it goes beyond you know, just teaching marketing and sales, which you see a lot of, and how to actually run and structure business the right way. And that's business by design. That's the thing that drew me the most to you. I remember um, I shared this in the very first episode. So you guys, I'm going to link that in the show notes. If you want to go listen to that episode we did three years ago, that's going to be in there for you. But just to give some context, like I will never forget hearing about this name, James Wedmore, so many times in my entrepreneurial journey, especially in the beginning. And your name came up time and time and time and time and time again. And I was like, 
who is this guy? Like, who the hell is this guy? And then finally we connected. And the, the number one thing that stood out in mine and James's relationship was like how deep we can go into the spiritual realm and the spiritual space and how we're all about manifestation. We're all about mindset, all of that good stuff. Um, but James is also like extremely brilliant at strategy. And I just want to shout you out and just share like how much I admire, like the blending that you do between the strategy and like the, the 3d and the, the tactics and all that stuff while also really encouraging people to go and explore that like spiritual side of them and that, you know, and embrace shamanic deaths. And we can get into all of that, but I just want to shout you out for just a second about that. Um, you've been in the business for a really, really long time. Like I would call you a grandpa entrepreneur in the online business space. (laughs) (laughs) And I know you've gone through a lot of shit and I have been good friends with you for the last two years. And just in the last two years alone, like if you guys know, it's James's most challenging two years, like you wouldn't believe. I mean, I've seen him overcome some serious shit. And I wanted to talk about that today because I know that there's entrepreneurs out there who may be struggling in their personal life and they're worried that that can bleed into their business and like worried how that's going to affect their business, or they're having a really challenging time in their business. And they're worried about how that's affecting their personal life. Or maybe they're just like in one big ass shamanic death. And I'm just curious, James, what have you learned from like the last two years? Like, what have you overcome? What have you learned? Like, and, and yeah, just basically like, just go, go from there. Yeah. Well, (laughs) We do a three-part episode on what I've learned. Seriously. And what's more important than what I learned was how I learned and how I went through some of these things. So, you know, I think your audience already knows that this this time, this pivotal moment in our history, uh, which we call 2020, you know, <laughs> um, the, the pandemic, coronavirus, what I, I think your listeners know that collectively on the planet, this is a a time that really everyone collectively has had an opportunity to to grow and shift and and evolve consciously and unfortunately the way the human experience is is that most of our growth happens through pain discomfort and it's because we have to look at things you know we have to look at the things that are no longer serving us we have to look at the relationships that are um, destructive and not healing the, the, the jobs, the, the, the places we, where we spend our time and where we give our energy. And it was one of the most beautiful opportunities collectively that we were all given to evaluate our lives. I mean, how many of us had this moment of pause in April of 2020, where we got to stop. And in a way we awoke from a bit of a, a daydream, uh, a bit of a hypnotic trance to really just look and evaluate, am I happy? Is this working? And as entrepreneurs, we find ourselves doing that more often than the average person. And so I had a different experience because, and, and this isn't, you know, I, again, a lot of people have gone through a lot of, a lot of stuff, you know, so it's not like, oh, poor James, that's not why I'm, I'm sharing this. And that's not the point of this episode at all. It's because so many people have gone through st- struggles. 
um, and are still going through stuff. I was just on vacation in Oceanside and I talked to a gentleman who's living out of his car. He's surfing, living out of his car. Um, and he, his situation, you know, he was in a marriage that, uh, he, well, first of all, he was in a job that got shut down. It's really sad. He was a, a high school football coach. And, uh, I mean, you know, pandemic happened, shutdowns happened. He lost the whole program. So he lost his job and he tried, tried working for another job. It, it was eating his soul. So he quit. And all of a sudden, like his wife was like, well, I don't want anything to do with you. If you can't bring in the money, they went through a divorce and, and he's, you know, went through this hole as we're going to label it the shamanic death and reevaluating and his life. So it's a very common collective experience. But I think what I really want to bring to the table is in any assistance and guidance on how to manage ourselves through these times, because it's in these moments that's going to make or break us. We're either going to allow these things to take us down or catapult us to new incredible heights. And that's why I'm sharing not to be like, Oh, me, because that's not what that's about. We all have our stuff. We all have our lessons. We all have our unique experience on this, on this journey that, that we're on. And so for me specifically, um, when 2020 came to town, um, the, the stuff that was affecting a lot of people wasn't really affecting me. You know, I was really blessed and lucky. I had just gotten a, um, a, an investment property out in Sedona when all of this happened. So I just moved into that house to just set it up as an Airbnb. And what people don't understand is like, and I got a lot of black people like, this guy's not taking the pandemic serious enough. He's living his life. I'm like, everything's okay. And it's like, well, have you met me? Cause that's kind of my disposition. You know, yeah. I love that. Don't sweat the small stuff. And it's all small stuff. Even when you think it's big stuff. And uh, I was in a town of 10,000 population when there's no tourists and your backyard is miles and miles of, of national forest. So I'm immersed in, in solitude, isolation and nature as it is, which I love uh, and crave. And, you know, I'm looking around, I'm like nature isn't affected by this pandemic. You know, I'm watching uh, a beautiful red cardinal sit right down in front of me and, and, you know, sing a song. And I'm like, this bird doesn't care about coronavirus. And I was just in a lot of nature and I was in a lot of that beautiful restorative environment for myself. And those things weren't really like for a lot of people though, right? Like losing job or questioning things and oh my gosh, and so many tragic things. So, so my shamanic deaths uh, were different. And, you know, as they say, things come in three. So uh, I had things come in three. Um, one of the, the saddest like uh, ones and well, they were all really challenging for me was I had a former student who then became what you would call, I don't really look at people as competitors, but you would say as a competitor, um, you know, wanted to cancel me and attack me and sell these things online as part of their, their marketing strategy to sell their stuff. And I was faced with this onslaught of people that I thought were friends, you know, people you had, you thought you had relationships with people you thought were friends who in an instant like that, just turn your back on you. Uh, I was getting death threats and just like the nastiest hate uh, for nothing. And that was, that was so sad to me because at the time I, I just felt a great loss of, of so many friends. You know, I wasn't worried about business because I don't, I don't put, and we can, we can unpack that more if you want in a moment, but like, I don't put too much emphasis on that. I know what I do and I help people and the people who want my help. Great. If you don't, I, that's great too. Um, but I, I saw that and, and I'm going to come back in a moment and, and share 
with you, like what were the, where all the good was in that. Yeah. All that happened about two weeks after that, I get a knock on my door and it's one of those people that you like see in the movies where they're like, are you, are you, are you James Wedmore? And you're like, yes. And like, you're being served. And, uh, I was being served divorce papers, uh, out of the blue without any notice, total surprise. Um, and all, all the while this is happening, my, uh, my dad was dying and, uh, I got, I got hit with all these three, uh, pretty much within a month. And, uh, needless to say, that was, that was pretty challenging. And, and even on the other side of, of that, I just went through another, uh, challenge that in a way was like, actually hit me harder, even though it doesn't seem like that on the surface. Um, but I've been in the middle of a, of a house remodel and I was out of town while they're doing some things and they, they damaged the, the property and the basically long story short, the second story started caving in on the first story. And overnight I found myself, uh, completely homeless. Cause I was living in the casita underneath, uh, you know, where it was being caved, caved in and, um, a lot of money and damage. Let's just say that. And just people all around who were like lying, you know, manipulating, taking you for everything and, and a really stressful uh, situation. And I'm basically just like moved into my van for, for a couple of weeks and it was, it was pretty intense. So, um, a lot of stuff that happened and, um, challenging, you know, challenging situations. Yeah. And, you know, when I get on this call and, and the first thing Catherine asked me is like, how are you doing? And it's better than ever. And I, I say that absolutely like authentically and genuinely, um, is, is totally, is totally true. And people have asked me like, how are you okay going through these? And I, I think that's something I want to, I want to talk about with you in, in any way you want to share because yeah. these were challenging moments, but where I am today and very clear is that as simple as it is, it's easier said than done, folks. So I'll say a lot of things. You'd be like, oh, totally. Oh, I still agree with that. And it's like, I don't care if you agree with it. It's in those moments when you're facing these demons and you're facing these battles, are you going to apply it? And what I know to my core and more and more and more in evidence is that these things happen uh, for us. It's happening for us. And this is where we uh, have the opportunity to grow. This is where we have the opportunity to, to learn. Uh, pain becomes a blessing in our life because that's what forces us to pay attention. And I always love that little, I don't know where it comes from, that little uh, quote or axiom of, you know, first God throws a pebble. And if you're not paying attention, uh, he throws a rock. And if you still aren't getting it, you get the big old boulder. Mm-hmm. And some of these big lessons where I had to have a big boulder thrown at me. And so with each of these, I found within myself, and I'll, I'll stop in a moment so I can let you see where you want to you yeah. go. The, the, but with each of these moments, as hard as it was, and people would like, I would watch people in my life who were close to me, like, you no, know, they were just like panicking more than, oh my gosh, are you, are you okay? Like, and I was like, well, yeah, this sucks. Like, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, it's like, I wish this wasn't happening on one level. But beneath that was a subtle knowing that I allowed to cultivate within me that this is all happening because it needs to happen. Yeah. And it's happening for a reason. And because of that, I'm okay. And there, when there's that, like, 
is almost just this subtle, almost like the air conditioner hum in the background of your life that you're always okay. Even when you're not okay, you're okay. And I, I kept that and I, I held on to that and I amplified that and, and I was, and I actually became better than okay. Yeah. And, and look back, it's why people say hindsight is 2020, but if hindsight's 2020, let's get on the other thing so we can look back at it as fast as we can. And there's ways in which we can move through things faster, okay, faster or more efficiently. And a lot of times we delay this or prolong it because of our inability to uh, face it properly. And I can, I can unpack and, and talk all these, but I, f- I figured I'd kind of lay it by saying, yeah. like, here's some of these, these challenges and then we can, we can, we can go from there. There's some incredible layers here. I will say that as your friend, like when you, whenever I'd be asking for updates or we, you know, I'd come to Sedona and visit and be like, James, what's new. And like, you would say things like, you know, I lost my dad, which you didn't mention. You did end up losing your dad as yeah. one of those oh. things. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So he passed away an hour before my three-day live event. So I'm driving in the car to the studio to go live in front of thousands of people. Yeah. And an hour before. Huge, huge boulder, huge boulder that you missed. I remember Airbnb and issues, like constant issues. (laughs) I mean, like there's so many that you missed. It's just like, I'm listening and I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. And you shared like 5% of what happened, but you know, those are the big, the big pieces I would say. And it's so interesting because James, there's something about you where I always knew that you were okay. It was like this weird intuitive feeling. I don't know if I was just tapping into your frequency. Like you said that you knew that you were always going to be okay. Like everything is going to work itself out. There's a higher purpose behind why things are happening. And I just remember like, you know, you shared like a lot of people in your life were panicking. And I just remember always looking at you and being like, I know that he, like, if there's anybody who can handle this, it's James Wedmore. And I don't know what it is. I think it's just me picking that up from you, but I want to ask, like, you know, you're on the other side of a lot of things right now, but in those moments, like when the ball does drop or like, like when you were served the papers or in that moment where the roof did cave in, right? Like, what Mm -hmm. do you do to feel better? Like, what do you do to absolutely not lose your mind? Like, what do you do to regulate your nervous system in those moments? Because I know that like, no, no human being, let alone entrepreneur is going to be immune to challenges like that. And I think that a lot of people, they go in absolute like shit show panic mode. They get so overwhelmed. They completely shut down. And like something that I'm assuming about you, because I'm obviously not there in those moments is that you just find a way to keep going. Or at least that's my perception of you is like, you, like, I'm, I'm just curious, like, what is it that you do in yeah. those moments to feel better? I, I'm glad you're asking this. Cause I think this is the, the million dollar question. And this yeah. is the only reason why I share that stuff. It's not, I don't want pity. Oh, you poor thing. I don't yeah. want, it's not, I signed up for this. Okay. I didn't sign up for a Netflix and bonbons life. <laughs> well, I signed up for this and that's a powerful aspect of this to keep that in is. mind. There's a lot of people out there that want the things that they want, but they're unwilling to do what it takes. What's required of them. I want a business, but I don't want, you know, responsibility. I, I, I mean, here's, here's a great example of one is uh, I don't want to work for anybody else. And I just want freedom, but oh, I don't want the stress of a business. You can't have your cake and eat it too, folks. You know, so 
I signed up for this. But the answer to your very important question, like to me, it's the nucleus of this whole episode, can come down to one sentence and then I can unpack this for five hours. But how do you deal with this, right? How do you regulate yourself or how do you be a warrior through this? And the the answer is in one sentence is um, how I choose to see it. And this is almost so simple that people throw it away because they want the complicated thing. You know, people want, give it to me complicated. I want it advanced, complicated, but but when it's simple, because it's so simple, you'll do it. And it's how does the situation occur to you? And your ability, and I've said this a thousand times. I've said this at my mastermind events. I've said this to clients all the time and they can't hear it. Can't hear it until you're in it. And someone's mm-hmm. coaching through it. And I've learned how to coach myself through it over the years because it happens when it happens so frequently, because it's like new, you know, as they say, new level, new devil, you know, you're just growing, you're growing. So now you're at a new plateau. So it's a new, it's a new level in the video game and it's a different boss. It's a different bad guy, but it's the same strategy every single mm-hmm. time, different yeah. lesson, different obstacle, but it's the same strategy. And so how something occurs to you will determine what's possible how something occurs to you will determine your state. So your ability to discern the situation from the way in which you choose to see it is a mastery skill that will forever change your quality of life. For you to be able to discern, to detach the situation from how you are, how it occurs to you, how you see it is the first step to separate it. And so what happens is, is something happens. And then we, you know, cause we live in the feeling of our thinking, not the feeling of the world. So we're not reacting to the situation. We're reacting to the situation as we see it through a lens, uh, a perspective goggles, if you will. Uh, that's dirtied by our doubts, our worries, our fears. And we begin to make decisions about the situation. A lot of these decisions have to do with predictions about the future. Just notice anyone listening, any shit you're going through right now that feels like I'm going through something. And can you begin to notice the predictions, the hubris, by the way, that confidence, that Oh, like a little too much confidence that you have about how you think the future is going to go now. Like we're so certain now that now this is how the future is going to go. Yeah. This is how it's going to end up. And in our mind, we we're projecting this image or this video, this, this movie uh, of a dark, dim, uh, dismal future. And so for example, when the house stuff happened, for a moment, I only t- entertained it for a moment. Remember those movies where like the little kids are riding their bike down the street and they always stop right in front of like old man Withers house. And they're like, no one goes there anymore because it's haunted. And it's <laughs> like the house is dilapidated and there's like boards on the windows and like a crow comes down on the mailbox and <laughs> And I was like, that's not going to be my house. It's going to be this. This is like this crazy thought when like all that, st- it's like, because I had to fire all these people. 
I had to say, yeah. you're the problem. they just kept making it worse. And I had to, and I'm like, it's so hard to find people and I'm not gonna be able to find people. And all of a sudden in my mind, I'm painting this picture that my house is going to become this abandoned, dilapidated home. that's just going to collapse. And I'm going to like be homeless and I'm going to have to spend all this money and, and it's going to break me all this, this world of stuff. And now what I'm reacting to and what's creating me in the moment is that not the situation at hand, but that awful future. And I don't have to tell any of you because you all agree that the future is always, always anything but certain. Mm-hmm. And we are in so much control of that. You know, we are, we are so much the author and the creator of, of the, the driver of where we go with our lives. And so are you dealing with all of the projected uh, opinions and predictions that you have about the future, about what it means about you, about the future of your business, the future of your life, and what it means about this, or are you dealing with the situation at hand? So how is this situation occurring to you? How does it occur to you? And beneath that was that this, this is an opportunity. This is another freaking lesson. This is something I need to learn. And it, and, and so I'm going to take you through that. Okay. Because we also, um, work very closely with, with a shaman that you've talked about him on. I have. Yeah. They know who he is now. (laughs) So, so he shared with me, he said, you have to see, cause this was bad. I mean, this was, this was bad. And he said, you have to see the blessing in this. Mm. And there is a lesson here for you. And, and when I say this about me, this applies to everyone here. So you're going through something or you're about to go through something. And he said, there's a lesson in here for you. He said, because of where you're going and what you're doing next, you have to learn this lesson now. And I'd like everyone to consider that the same applies to you universally. What if whatever shit you're going through is an opportunity for you to learn a lesson that you need to learn now to get to where you want to go later. Because wouldn't you rather want to learn it now versus later where the stakes are higher? It might mean more money, more, you know, issues, more bigger boulders. Exactly. Exactly. So let's do it while it's a pebble and not a bigger boulder, but even though this was a boulder. So I look at it like this and then we'll come back to how this like, it was just unbelievable. So it works like this. Most people don't have goals. You're, if you're an entrepreneur or, you know, you're like an intentional manifester, you have goals, you have a focus, you have an intent, you're living your life with some sort of intent. But here's, that's, that's like already an upgrade over most people, right? You just mm-hmm. go into someone on the street and you're like, hey, what are your goals? And they're like, well, I, I, I just make it to the weekend, you know, like just trying to survive. That's or fine. Super vague, like just more money. More success, more freedom. Yeah. You know? Again, not you. You have goals. That's amazing. But we're going to take that's 101. We're going to take 202. And 202 is that the moment you create a goal, a moment you create an intent, the moment you declare a manifestation, and this is what most people never do, is we then have to say, what does that thing need from me? You know, it's mm-hmm. like it's like, you know, it's like people who are manifesting their dream soulmate, right? And then they go, I want the man of my dreams. Okay. But for a moment. And this will be a little confronting for some people. Have you ever thought or considered what your dream man wants in a partner? And are you willing to do that? And, and this was very, I mean, because look, in any relationship, both people have needs. And if one of those uh, parties' needs are not met, the relationship will not thrive. So what if we could use this as a metaphor to apply it to any goal or outcome? So here's an example of this. You, you come to me and you say, James, I want to start a business. I want to do what you and Catherine do. Okay. Well, one of the things that will be required of you 
one of the needs of that business will be that you have to no longer take everything so personal when you have a negative opinion about you, when someone has a judgment or someone starts to spray their haterade on you. And if you're like, no, 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 I can't do that. I'm so afraid. Then you don't get to have what you want because you didn't give the goal what it needs. It needs you to have more emotional intelligence and not learn how to not take things so personally, be more in your personal power and not give it away. And if you're unwilling to do those things, I don't care how hard you close your eyes and visualize it and believe it, it ain't going to freaking happen. So this is how I look at life today. I really think it's as simple as this. You have a desire, you have a want, and be careful what you wish for. Because the moment you have that desire, intention, want, whatever, then the universe is going to orchestrate uh, circumstances, events, people. Oh my gosh, our petty tyrants. I don't know if we want to talk about petty tyrants in today's episode. <laughs> I that's think a we great do. <laughs> way, that's a great way that this all uh, manifests. Are you familiar with the petty tyrants? Uh, I don't know. Are we talking about the same thing? I don't know. Well, then we'll talk about the petty tyrant. So, <laughs> so it's like, look at it like this, whether it's true or not, it doesn't matter if what I'm saying is true or not. As a metaphor, it is a powerful uh, strategy for causing continual, perpetual, uh, inevitable success in your life. So you say, boom, I want this thing. And then let's say the universe says, okay, so in order for you to have this thing, you'll need to learn this lesson. You'll need to be at this level. You'll need, you'll need to have this experience and then you, you will get it. So guess what? It starts giving you those experiences to learn it. And I always love this little old adage. Have you ever heard this one where the, the student goes to the guru and it says, um, you know, what's the difference um, between life and school? You know, if, if life is school, what's the difference between like school and the classroom versus life? And, and the guru is like, oh, that's simple. In school, you, uh, you learn the lesson first and then you take the test. Mm. In life, you're given the test to see if you can learn the so lesson. So fucking good. Oh my God. And so we're given these, these moments and something so beautiful that um, our shaman said is something to the effect of like the most important thing we want and the most important place we need to be is the place of being free. Now, people search externally to access freedom. If I make more money, I'll be free. And then, of course, the moment they make more money, their entire life is controlled by what? the fear of losing it. You're not mm -hmm. fucking free. And, mm -hmm. and so to be free within our own self is such a place of power. And he says, and then life will bring you these situations to show you where you're not free, to show you what you're still chained or shackled to. And when you begin to create and cultivate this as a context in your life, you will be so powerful because you'll know why this is happening. You'll know what this is for, and it will make so much more sense. Otherwise, when we play the victim role of this is happening to me, why me? And we get into our self-pity. And these are very uncomfortable things. People get really triggered by these things. And like, how dare you? It's like, you can choose what you want. It's not like it's wrong. It's just saying it's not as effective. I'm just talking about effectiveness. We put too much self-importance Self-importance makes us heavy and slow. Why does this always happen to me? Yeah, maybe it does always happen to you, but maybe the answer is, is because you haven't seen that this is such an opportunity for you to learn something so that you can get what you want, get what you've been wanting, the lesson of which is what was required 
as a precedent to get what you want, to get what you really craved. And so when I started cultivating this as a context, it becomes so much easier to move through these things. So going back to this conversation, he said, you have to see the lesson in this. So this is happening for you because of where you're going next. You can't get to where you're going and learn the lesson there. It's going to be, it's going to be even worse. We got to learn it now. And part of the lesson, I did a whole series on my podcast about this was um, how trusting I can be to people. And, um, and then the bigger you get and stuff, people just kind of give you their bullshit and they give you their, their stuff. And that was a lot of what the like canceling thing was. I had a lot of people that were in my corner that were, you know, nice to my face. And then the moment something happened, they turn your back on you. So, so, so fast. It's like, that was the, one of the biggest gifts in my life to, to really see for myself who is a friend and who's mm-hmm. not. And, uh, and I got to see that clearly. And it was such a valuable experience to, to see like, there are people that will, when, and I'm, and listen, this is going to happen to anyone who starts having more success. There will be people that will come into your world now that you have success that just want something from you instead of like a genuine, authentic friendship. And Catherine's one of the few people that, um, never like, you know, turned her back or, or anything like that. Right. It's like, because we had a genuine, authentic friendship. Mm-hmm. And when you have these moments in your life to see that, that is such a powerful gaining. And so what these are called, as you've heard us say the word a few times, and I don't know if you talked about it on the podcast is a shamanic death. And so the shamanic death, is, another way we can say this is, is, is the death of, of the ego. And it's, it's not really true because your ego never dies. Okay. We don't, we're not transcending the ego. We're not, I don't have an ego anymore. Okay. Really? Are you floating three feet off the ground? Like, and you're just light exuding off of you and you know, no. Um, but to release, to let go, to heal more of those shadow aspects of ourselves, those unhealthy or toxic aspects of our ego is what we're talking about. And so the best way to do it is through life. So some of you guys are just, you know, looking for it in books or in podcasts, which is great but you don't really get it until you go through the experience of it. It's like fear. Fear is the same way. I, I've, I'm so clear on this now that how do I get over my fear? Yeah. I was going to ask like, how do you get over the fear of like losing your business or losing money or you, the fear you of people's opinions or you, you don't, know. you okay. don't, you don't. That's what people want. That when people are asking that question, like, how do I have the fear go away so I can do the thing I want to do? That will never happen. Has it happened yet? I'm waiting for the fear to go away so then I can do the thing I want to do. No, no, so it's, true. it's you have to do the thing that you're afraid of. And then you, mo- you realize that the moment I start doing the thing I'm afraid of, the fear is not there anymore. It's only there to the moment before I do it. On some level, do you think that like the whole cancellation thing that you went through, how DX says that like life will show you where you're not free? were you at that point in your life still really concerned about like people's opinions of you or what people think of you or like how people perceive you? And then that whole incident where all of a sudden it feels like the world hates you. It forced you to go through this like reckoning with yourself of like, no one else matters. Like the people that matter matter and no one else matters. And that like helped you achieve a greater level of freedom when it comes to that. Uh, no, it wasn't that it was, I was, um, 
too nice, too trusting and too giving to too many mm. people um, that were kind of like becoming leeching. Yeah. And I was kind of entering a, a bl- it was a blind spot, a dangerous space of like, and it's kind of hard to understand because these are more like nuanced things as you keep, you know, growing and someone maybe just starting out like this may not be relevant or resonate with you, but you know, people you think are friends that you just like, what, you know, whatever, however I need to support you and be there for you as a friend. And then you realize that, that no, they're, they're not really seeing you as a friend. They just see that there's something that they can gain from you. So they're going to keep taking and it's never enough and it's never enough. And where's more and where's more. And it was kind of like this one-sided thing that I was there for them no matter what, uh, but they weren't. And so I was given an opportunity to see who those people really are in my life to keep close. Like, like almost like you have circles in your life of who's in that inner circle of friends and relationships versus people that just need to be a little bit more distance Yeah, and to not blur those lines and to, to, to establish better boundaries. In that. It was actually really easy for me to go through it because I really don't care what people think about me. And here's why. And I still have to go back to the remodel thing. So don't worry. I'll close all the loops we've opened, but you and I can both say this because I know you've, you've talked about journeys that, you know, and encounters that you've had, um, where you've learned more about yourself in the last couple of years than your whole life. True. Mm-hmm. True. Or not? Very true. And is there still more for you to learn about who you are? Like so much. It's not even funny. So here we are on this journey, discover all of us on a journey of learning more about who we are. That's really what we're doing. Like, what else am I capable of? Who am I really? What do I want? What am I craving? Like, let me, and it's an inward journey. And whether you've been alive for 20 years or, or 80 years, there's more to discover. So here you are living the life that you've lived, learning more about you every day, every week and every month. And you've lived the, your whole life as you. So in a moment, you're going to decide that a complete stranger knows you better than you know yourself. That doesn't make any sense to me. I'm just learning a little bit about me, but you know better, you know me better. And I'm going to choose to give all of my power away to someone who doesn't know me and say, yes, you know me. Yes, you know me better than me. Thank you for telling me who I am or who I'm not. That's crazy. And so that was very clear to me a long time ago. So it it wasn't that. It was a deep, deep sadness I had. I felt like I was mourning the deaths of relationships. But in further reflection, I got to see so clearly. And and now today, the people that are in my corner is like, I have to be very, very careful. And I have to like... um, actually kind of ask around and be like, how is this person when, when I'm not around? Because I've noted, I had to learn that like people just show up and are a certain way around me. And I'll have my team members like, you know, Jilly, who's my number two, be like, yeah, she's not really like that. She just acts that way around you. And I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's actually, no way. And I go talk to someone else. They're like, yeah, that's, that's basically it. What? So, you know, and you hear this from like, you know, celebrities and stuff like that, where they just are surrounded by like, yes, people and, you know, people that kind of, and so I had to like learn all that stuff and see all this was so powerful. So going back to the remodel situation, and he's telling me there's a lesson for you to to learn, which is like, you got to stop trusting people so easily. And that's the problem is like, when you're, when you're, and I don't want to say this 
and make it sound like I'm saying something like about myself, but this just how it happened. When you're an honest person, when you're a trustworthy person, when you are your word, when you don't lie, you kind of just assume that everyone else is that way too. Literally me. (laughs) Right? It's like, well, I wouldn't lie about that. No, no. He told me da, 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 da. Like, that's what he said. Yeah. He was fucking lying to you. Yeah. James and I, James and I so relate with each other on this because I'm the exact same way. I'm so trusting of people because I'm like, I would never do that. So why would someone else do that? So, so here's what happened. This person was lying to me. I mean, just totally and I won't get into all the details. I did like a three-part episode on this. Just lying, 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 lying. I don't know why it was lying. Lying because it's like, maybe if I just like talk out of my, the side of my mouth, I can figure it out along the way and everything will be fine. Maybe it was just like, I just want to nip this guy for everything he's got. I don't know what it was. doesn't matter. But after all the caving and everything happened and I'm sitting there, I get on the phone. I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work. I, I think you just need to go and I'm going to find someone else. I don't know if I can find someone else, but I, I just, this is getting worse, not better. And he proceeded to tell me all the things, all the right things. I mean, I teach communication and giving feedback and working on how to, how to have a powerful conversation with a team member to like recreate a relationship and increase performance. And he's telling me all the right things. And he starts saying, James, I understand. If I were you, I would be even more upset. And this is not right. And I'm going to fix it. I just need you to trust me. Just trust me. Trust me. And guess what the lesson was for me to learn? Stop trusting people. So he's telling me everything I need to hear. And then he says, just trust me. Trust me. Trust me. And in that moment, I go, oh, shit. This is what I'm still doing. Yeah. It's like a mirror right in front of your face. Exactly. And, I, and this is what I'm getting at for people, for people to have this level of insight and awareness so you can just move through it faster. That's all it is. These things aren't avoidable. It's inevitable. Your success is inevitable, but so are your shamanic deaths because that's the way to success. When people say failure is a stepping stone to success, it's not because that just sounds nice or because Napoleon Hill said it 100 years ago. It's because it's through the failures is the only way we learn. Sorry, but that's how you learn. And that's how you grow because when everything's all hunky dory and dandy rainbows and unicorns is kind of when we like let ourselves slip. And it's in these moments that we go, I got to figure this out. And Catherine, when I, when I, when he said, trust me three times and I had that, Oh, this is it. And I said, you know what? I did trust you. And look at where I got us. I'm done doing that. That and I said, we're done that I, I got off that call. I still will never be able to fully explain what happened next. I felt like a hundred pounds of pressure weight came off of me. It felt like there had been this dark cloud and it just cleared. I felt lighter. I felt like this, this buzz. And my big concern, my big fear was that there's so, it's so hard to find people to help you with your house out here right now. I mean, we're in this little town and it's the times that we're in as it is. Two days later, I had four, two crews, 14 people at the house and they finished everything in less than two weeks. It was like the clouds parted and boom. It was like, okay, finally, kid, you got the freaking lesson. Let's proceed. And you know, and it's like, I, I, I look back at that and all, I don't have resentment. I'm not angry at the person is like that. And that's the petty tyrant. So that brings us beautifully into the petty, the petty tyrant. 
is it's the petty tyrant is like the shamanic death, which the shamanic death is the, the experience you go through that it becomes a mirror or black mirror for you to reflect in something in your life that is not allowing you to be free or is hooking you or is holding you back in some way. And that can manifest as a petty tyrant. The petty tyrant is the person in your life that just triggers you even just by them being alive. <laughs> like they're breathing, pisses you off. And you know what? We all have one. And it's time we start looking at this individual as the petty tyrant uh, instead of like the person that pushes your buttons. They're pushing your buttons to show you that you have buttons. They've come into your life for that reason, to teach us. And when we can get to a place where, you know, what happens, of course, with the petty tyrants, we want them to change. We want them to go away. We want them to stop pushing the button. And good luck with that one. It's mm-hmm. so hard for you to grow and change. You really think you're going to do a better job getting someone else to grow and change? I don't think so. And so when we can look at that person differently and saying, this person is coming into my life to teach me something about where I still have a button, where I still have a trigger. And, um, or, or a lot of times the petty tyrant is kind of like the, the, um, they're the guardian to your next level. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I've talked to a lot this with clients and stuff too, where like, you want to, you know, we've talked about this on previous episodes where like when you wanted to, to grow, but there was that struggle of, you know, cause we grow to the level of problems we can handle in our business and you couldn't grow because it was like, I'm struggling with the haters that I have now. And if I'm struggling with that, then how am I supposed to expect to call it? Well, there's your petty tyrant. It's like this guardian to your next level. And it's like, you have to conquer this before you can go there. And so, so the petty tyrant comes in really as a gift to, to teach us. And when it's, that's why I'm saying, I'm going to go back to the simple sentence from this powerful question you asked, which is what, how, how can you go through this? And what do you do to go through something? Yeah. To move through it. It's how you choose to see the situation. How does this occur to you? And when this occurs to you, say, this is coming to me to teach me something. This is a shamanic death. This is my petty tyrant. This is my lesson. This is, I'm, I'm in it. And, and this is where I'm going to grow. That changes everything. That's the, that's the warrior's way. Because now we face it head on. We surrender, okay? Because what we have is we have these default ways of doing. There's your default way, the autopilot way of like, well, this is what I normally do when shit hits the fan. This is how I normally react when someone says or does this. You know, I normally just erupt into anger or I hide in my room and cry for a day. That's the default way. So, these situations will come into our life when that no longer serves us to teach us to do it another way to say, or maybe it's time to let that, to let that go. And so when we surrender to the situation, we're surrendering to the way we've always done things because the way we've done things is no longer serving us. And that's why those sentences of keep doing what you've always done. You're going to get what you've always gotten, but you want to do something different. You want to have something different. You want to accomplish something different. So something's got to go and we have to let go to let in. So I hope, I mean, this, I mean, again, like I said, that one question, we can just unpack that for hours. Is this making sense? Is this, is this helpful? A hundred. So helpful. You have no idea. Like if this podcast episode never made it out, like you helped me just so you know, like, I feel oh, like good. this is such a perfectly timed podcast. Cause I feel like I'm going through a hundred shamanic deaths right now. I feel like I have 50 petty tyrants. So I'm just like, <laughs> I, like you're giving me so many perspective shifts just for myself. And it's like, 
you would think, oh, Catherine, she already knows this. Like, you know, cause I teach very similar things. It's all about perspective. It's all about shifting things. Um, you know, placing your awareness somewhere else, seeing it from a different perspective, like all that stuff. But holy shit, like life has been very shamanic deathy for me the last year. And so (laughs) I feel like I just want to jump on something right there because it's like, yes, most of us listening know this. Yeah. That's why it's called a blind spot. This is not about what you know or don't know. Right. Right. Where you didn't see that you haven't been applying it. Yeah. And it's, it's just like, oh, duh, you know, and that everything that I just went through and walked out with the remodel and all stuff was an area of my life where I wasn't applying what I didn't already know. And then we apply it and boom. But why I'm sharing this is that when we go through the shamanic debts, to declare it a shamanic debt, to, to declare some, this is my petty tyrant. Mm-hmm. The problem is we take things personal and it's your ego that wants to take it personal. It's that self-importance, that significance that the ego craves that's going to keep us stuck on our journey of growth and evolution. So when we say this is the petty tyrant or this is the shamanic death, it doesn't have to be so personal. It doesn't have to be about you. It gets to be for you. Mm-hmm. And then we can, move, we can move through it a little bit faster. That's my, my opinion, you know. But anyway, sorry, I interrupted. Uh, no, no, you're, you're good. Um, I'm just curious, like what, you know, I, I can just see and I can hear a lot of people already asking this question. And this is something that came up for me as you're talking about this, because I also similarly share with my students, like, you know, earth is a playground. Earth is a school. It's like, we're here to learn lessons. We're here for our evolution. And a lot of my students ask, well, like Catherine, like I'm exhausted from all these lessons. Like, do they ever stop? Like, what is the point of just nonstop learning lessons? Like, is this what life is all about? And I'm just curious, what would your answer be to that question? There's your next lesson, right? So now we're exhausted by all of that. So that's the next, it's layered. So that's the shamanic dad. And so that's, you know, that's the self-importance. That's the self-pity. You can't mm-hmm. just stop, can't take a break. And so what is that teaching you? Yeah. What is there for you to learn in the, uh, you know, consistent, perpetual experience you're having of problem after problem after problem. Um, and how much do you need to surrender and let go of this utopian future of I'm going to reach this place where everything is just fine and dandy and hunky dory. And how much of that is still a, a part of you giving your power away to the external needs to change so that I can feel peace and safety versus with all the, I had my bad days. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not perfect. And and we can't then go beat ourselves up because we had a bad day. There's something wrong with that. The worst thing we can do is be hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so we have to find that, like, how do we be the warrior, but not be hard on ourselves. And that's been a, that's been a lesson for me to learn, but I've, I've always managed to find the calm within the storm with every storm I've gone through. And so much of actually this is, a, this is a very important question you're asking, and I hope people are getting this. And so much of the battle is that you're making it worse than it needs to be by continuing to um, burn yourself, to uh, eat yourself away, to take yourself down. So is the situation, the shamanic that you're really going through, really as bad as it is, or are you making it worse? And when you feed it, and it's pulling you and nagging on you and 
you're just beating yourself up over it. And then you're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And then, and then you're projecting that future we talk. And then this is going to happen. And, this is gonna, and then you, ha- you listen to a podcast like this. And you're like, I've been so, you know, why have I been doing this? Like, I've been doing this for weeks. Like, it was like, now you're just doing the same thing towards you. And then boom, boom, boom. We're making it so much worse versus like, you know, finding a way. And only one can do, I, I, we can't do this. I can't do this. Like, you know, your, your, your personal trainer can't do your push-ups for you. But finding that, space in in that that center where like uh we just kind of surrender to it like yeah it's gonna be okay this sucks it's gonna be okay there's something for me to learn i haven't figured it out yet i'm gonna get through this and maybe i shouldn't be so hard on myself maybe this is something i signed up for maybe maybe there's a really good benefit in here for me and i can take a breath and i can breathe and this is strengthening me and it's making me stronger and it's helping me and it's teaching me and and finding that within ourselves and what you will notice is that, you know, yeah, one level you asked for it too. Just like I said, I asked for it. Like you can, you can live a life where your goal is just like Netflix and chill. It's totally fine. But if you, you know, you're called to work with, with someone like Catherine or, you know, start a business uh, or, or do something big, like, but you don't, you don't want to learn or grow and you're unwilling to go through challenges. Like can't have your cake and eat it too. So. Um, you know, there's kind of this like, and, and this is not the things that people want to hear, you know, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, suck it up because you asked for it and you asked for it. Like at a higher level, this is you asking for it. So suck it up. And you know what I mean? Like right now, those are not the kind of things they want to, people want to hear. That's not what being touted, you know, geez, have some more compassion. It's like, no, don't do it with compassion, but suck it up because you are, you are so much stronger and more powerful than you realize. And so suck it up means wake up to your freaking power, like wake up to how powerful you are. And I, I firmly believe to my core, and this seems to, to trigger people too, um, that anything we are going through that not only is here for us, but we always have within us what it takes to get through it. So mm-hmm. no matter how tough so it is, good. you are always, always going to be tougher than it. And, um, and I agree, disagree. I don't really care, but I'm going to continue to choose that that is the context through which I live my life. And it is, I'll tell you the moment it doesn't serve me, uh, but it's, it's, it helps me tremendous, tremendously. And I want to give people access to a way in which they can go through turbulent times because there's more coming folks. Like mm-hmm. everyone wants to get to like a happily ever after. And it's like, you know, I've made more money. I've bought nice homes. I've gotten all these things. And there, you know, Walt Disney lied to us. There isn't a happily ever after there's, there's, there's happy now, no matter what mm-hmm. is going on. Such and an important distinction. Absolutely. Because then we're always trying to get there, but you can't get there from here. And that's still trying to change the 3D or the external uh, to change the internal, which is an unconscious decision that you are powerless and, con- and giving your power away to the external factors and variables that you have little to no control over anyways. And can we find that peace and power within no matter what's going on without? And uh, it's hard. This ain't easy. And that's why I want to talk about this because I went through some hard stuff and I don't want to talk about it like a, a concept or an idea. I just want to talk about like, Hey, yeah, here's some challenges stuff I went through and here's what I applied and here's how it worked. So 
because I know a lot of people are going through hard stuff too. On the other side of that though, like what is, what are some of the beautiful things that have come out of all the challenges that you've gone through over the last two years? Like what are some of the beautiful, exciting moments that have happened as a result, like as you know, you can call it a reward of all of those lessons that you uh-huh. finally learned. Yeah. Um, you know, the f- most important thing is if you start using this term shamanic death, when you're going through something challenging particularly challenging. What's important to note is with every shamanic death comes a huge catapult in growth. I mean, it just launches you to another level. And I could share another hour, but it won't be of too much value of, of how much my life has catapulted in the most extraordinary, amazing ways. And, uh, yeah, I was in, I won't ever share or talk about specifics, but, um, you know, with, with the divorce, obviously what precedes that is, is a marriage that wasn't working. And what I found myself doing is what, you know, it's such a common story was a common theme for so many people is I just buried myself in work. I was very easy to do that because I, when you love what you do and you have this type of business and work, as you know, Catherine, it can tick so many boxes off for you. It's mm-hmm. creative. It's fun. You get to meet people so you can get, build amazing relationships. It is unbelievably rewarding and fulfilling. And obviously, you know, lucrative, you know, so it's just ticking all the boxes. And so before I knew it, in a way to, like, if you look at like, you know, your life as a wheel and here's all the slices of the pie of like relationships, career, hobbies, spirituality, health and fitness, you know, all the different things, so many of them were ticked off from business, but obviously like in the realm of relationships, I was, I was, um, trying to use the rest of the things that work to distract myself from that. Mm-hmm. And, and so work for me became so all consuming in 2019, I did 22 live events in person. Uh, so that's like two a month. And, um, it was, it was constant. Now, again, I was loving every time. I wasn't unhappy. That was like the trap. It's almost like, I don't want to say this in an unhumble way, but it's almost like the whole story of, of Midas and, and the Midas touch. Where like everything you touch turns to gold, but then all of a sudden, like everything is gold. You can't even drink water is yeah. drinking gold. And, um, but that's kind of how it was. And so when 2020 happened, it gave me the, the start of like something more. And what, uh, what I learned, oh, this was so beautiful, is before that time, before this, Business was my everything. It was great. Happy, happy. It wasn't like I'm workaholic and depressed and I hate my life and I'm just gonna keep working. No, 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 Happy, like totally. But my business was everything. And now the business is the same, but my everything is so much more. I have brought in so much more into my life. Like the relationships I have today have so much more uh, richness. Um, I have more hobbies and extracurricular things that I'm doing. Like my life just feels more rich and well, uh, well-rounded than it ever has before. And I'm not saying that in any way to brag. I'm saying that to say that was what was available and waiting for me on the other side of a lot of these things is I got more clarity, more insight into how to have a, a more extraordinary life. Um, and it really truly is like, to have a successful, 
a profitable, rewarding, fulfilling business and an entire life beyond that was something I didn't even know I wanted and was missing. That it isn't just all business. Even when it's like a business that's so like, you know, diverse, like, I mean, come on, like, it's a talk on podcasts. We have to film fun videos. We're speaking on a stage. We're helping people, you know, all or that TikTok. stuff. <laughs> We're making those ticky talkies and pointing. I'm really good at pointing now. And, and then to just like have so much more beyond that, like my, my yeah. spirituality and my experience and, and that journey has deepened incredibly as well. Like I've picked up hobbies. Um, like I'm playing the guitar. I'm going to be buying a drum set soon. And just like getting so like musically inclined, like, like my intrigue for, for, food and, and, uh, you know, just like other activities and, and, and life and friendships and relationships and, and journeys and traveling is like expanded so much that I was like, wow, I didn't even know that I was missing some of these things. I didn't even wasn't know. Wasn't it, wasn't it your quote that you said, um, I remember you saying this to me, like maybe a year ago, maybe, maybe like six months ago or something like that, where you said at first you were getting into all, all the like spirituality things to grow your business. And now yes. it's like your business oh. is helping you grow your spirituality. So you yeah, use your so business be- as the vehicle for all this spiritual growth. And yeah. before it was like, I need to get into all this woo woo manifestation yeah. stuff because I want to grow the business. And like, that's all that matters. I see you describing this to me, like very similarly to when you said that, because it's like a prime example of like, yes, I have my business. It's so successful. It's growing. It's even more successful now, but it's a vehicle for me to experience more richness outside of that too. Like through your music, through food and all that stuff. And that's, what's crazy is the business has grown even more with this whole flip and change. It's like, it's unbelievable. Um, because I guess in that way I was almost stifling growth. Um, so before, just to reiterate what you said, because I think that was, that was one of the biggest ones. Like that was profound. Every, the target was business, grow business, you know, and it's, you know, that means more money and it means more impact. It means helping more people. It means making more money. So it's, it's a cycle that one causes the other, the other causes the other and boom. And so things like your own growth and spirituality and these tools and things that obviously you teach so well were means to the end mm-hmm. and to go through that, that switch and to flip it was also a very challenging, challenging shamanic death. That was the hardest one for me to go through because I didn't know it was a shamanic death and it was really hard to let go and surrender. But my North star was changing. The North star, the target was business. And then when the North star changed to like a deeper, higher calling path and purpose that is beyond business, like my own growth, that's what every one of us should really truly make our target. Like that's an invitation and call to you, but you do what you want. It's your life is like the true North star should be how much can I grow and expand and evolve and elevate in this lifetime. And then things like my business become a vehicle for that because when you have a business, you're forced to grow. So the business becomes a tool for your growth. And that's, that's what Catherine was pointing to. And when that changed, that changed everything. So what is your North Star? What is your target? And it was just business. And then I'll grow to, to focus on the growth of the business. And now it's like, no, no, no. The business and all these other things are a vehicle for my, my growth. And that's the most important thing. 
And when that changed, that, that changed everything for me. I have a question that came up when I was in your mastermind, which is like 2019. And I see this all the time come up in the realm of entrepreneurship and business and, you know, stuff like that. A lot of people ask like, or a lot of people talk about this like concept of becoming bored in your business. It's like, you're doing the same. I know you have a great answer for this. That's why I'm like kind of shifting gears because I want you to talk about this so bad. You are so good at answering this question, but it's like to the people who ever say, you know, I feel so inspired, uninspired in my business or I'm bored in my business. Like I want to keep things super exciting. James, how can I keep myself engaged and wanting to continue to grow my company? Like what is your answer for those people? My first is welcome to what a shamanic death is. So I woke (laughs) up, I woke up one day. So like I was so like, business was so all consuming. I was so, I mean, I go for a walk, I come back in 10 minutes and I'd be like, Oh my God, I got I get another idea. This is amazing. You know? And like, boom, it was just like, idea. And I woke up one day and it was the scariest feeling I think I've ever faced, which had nothing to do with the shamanic deaths I talked about. It was total apathy. Like I felt like, is this what depression feels like? I've mm-hmm. been depressed before. It's like a different feeling, but it was like, this feels like depression. Like nothing matters. And then it just, I fed it and it freaked me the F out because I'm like, if nothing matters, that means I have no drive. I have no passion and I don't care, which means I can't keep running this business. I definitely am not going to grow it. And I just took myself, and it means it's all going to go away. And I just took myself down. And this is normal. We're humans, right? So, um, or we're just playing one on, on the internet. So I, I had to take myself, I had to take myself out of that. And then I started talking about these stories of these experiences and a lot of people, especially like in my mastermind started coming forward and they started telling me they were having the same experience where they used to have all this passion, used to have all this purpose, all this like enthusiasm. And then they'd wake up one day and it's gone. Or just like a little bit over time, it's just, and, and they would freak out too. And so the first thing I told them is, I think we have to look at this as like, I know we have to look at this the same way I started to look at it is this is not a problem. This is happening for you. And I connect it back to what we just talked about, which is, I believe I interpreted this as this is another shamanic death or mirror to show you how much importance you have put on your business, how much power you've given away to it so that it determines everything. And it's a very powerful place to come from a more actually neutral place than so much in t- attachment and identity entanglement that your happiness and your thoughts about yourself are determined about your are, are, are determined by the success or failure of your business or you know if the business ebbs and flows then your life ebbs and flows and to untangle uncouple that can be kind of traumatic and that's what was happening for me I was uncoupling who I am who I am who you are and your business. And in that uncoupling can be challenging because 
if you feel like it doesn't matter, the answer is it doesn't matter. And it shouldn't. You know, I just, I think about my business and it just feels like none of it matters. And it shouldn't. And this is a concept, and you can go Google this, called controlled folly. And, you know, I'm still learning and, and deepening this, but controlled folly is this, you know, it's a spiritual conversation that we have where we're living in this, this, this place where we know that in a way nothing matters. It's not that nothing matters. It's more that nothing has any type of importance or significance because everything is important and significant. So nothing is more important or significant. Like it all matters and it all doesn't matter at the same time. And this is, you can go, uh, you know, Google this and you can search control flaw if you want to go down that rabbit hole. And there's some beautiful passages from the Carlos Castaneda books that explain this in great detail. And so to learn and live from a place of controlled folly is a very challenging, but very powerful place to live from where I was learning to not give that power, significance, or weight to the business but also not, not like disregard it. And so sometimes that, um, and I know this is a very different response than people want to hear, you know, maybe it just means like, Oh, I think I just need to chill out a little bit. It means I need to take a break. It's like, maybe it does, Mm -hmm. but why do you need to take a break? Because we've made it mean everything. We've given it so much importance. We've made it our whole lives that it's consumed us in a way. And there's a, there's a really powerful, space and place that we can begin to explore and navigate within ourselves where it's like, it doesn't have that weight or significance. It is a game. We're playing a game. And when did we start taking ourselves and this stuff so darn seriously that we lost the fun? And I can point evidence to this where most people listening and definitely a lot of my students have had success when they did something like a beta launch where they just kind of like flippantly threw something out there to see, I don't care how it does. I just want to see how it does. And there was this detachment. There was this curiosity and there was this flippant, let's just find out and see what works, where things worked. And then all of a sudden something happened. Like we got results, like boom, boom, boom. And then something happened. And now we kind of tighten our grip and we start holding on. And we're now we're kind of afraid to lose it. And then we start building and we go up and up and we say, now I don't want to fall. Now I don't want to lose this. And now I got to hold on even tighter. And now, now it's this, all this fear that we're driven by, will this even work? Will this even work? I don't even know if I'm doing the right thing. Now it's working. So you think you got rid of that fear? No, it just changed to a different mass, which is it not what, what if this doesn't work? Now it's what if I lose it? What if it goes away? What if, what if it gets taken away? And it's the same damn fear. It's just, you know, on a new circumstance. And, and these experiences can be such a gift for us to say, to show us like, stop making it matter so much. Like it matters. This is the control folly, but it doesn't. And that's because talking about manifestation, everything's frequency. The fact that you've created whatever you've created means and will always mean you can always create it again. The fact that you've created what you've done means that you had to shift frequency and energy, call in that frequency and energy, which means you will always, always, 
always be able to do it again. So why do we put so much importance, so much significance and, and white knuckle what we've created and, and then begin to operate from the fear that we're going to lose it. And when that's fr- when we're free and I'm still, uh, you know, deepening this and this and this so much in my life, but when we're free of that is such a more powerful place to work from. So anyone who is sitting here and they've been going through this experience where I used to be so passionate about my business. And now there's this kind of like, I wake up to this emptiness. It's like, it doesn't matter. It's an opportunity to look at this as that's because there's something more coming in for you that you can see it as how much I cared about it is so good. And it got you so far, but it's now preventing something even bigger coming in. And all you have to do is kind of listen to that, try it on like a pair of clothes. And if that kind of resonates or feels good, then, then that may be true for you. I don't know. I can't say, I have to be very careful. I can't just say a blanket diagnosis statement for everyone. <laughs> Dr. Wedmore. (laughs) But there's a lot. This was very, very common at my last mastermind. Like half Mm -hmm. the room was talking about this, like feeling like the passion's gone. And I'm like, yeah, I've been there, done that. And here I am on the other side of that. And I can't, I can't really put it into words, but it's like I work less than I ever have. And I'm excited about all these other things. Like I'm designing my own house and doing my own remodel myself and all the decoration and design and stuff like that. And I get in on some days and work on it. And I love working with my hands. And so it's like, I'm consumed by all these other things that I'm like passionate about and everything. And, and the business is just on that same tier as that. It's, it's the same as the remodel. It's the same as me wanting to go mountain bike. It's the same as, and I find myself doing it better. And also not getting hooked by it. It doesn't affect me. How many times, Catherine, let's just be honest for a second. Have we had things that happen in our business ruin the rest of our day? Mm-hmm. Someone did something while you were at work, right? Because like we can look at it like that. Like I'm at the office, something had yeah. work, yeah. but it affected my trip. It affected my weekend. It affected my relationship. Why? That's what I'm talking about. It's like, it's great. Business is amazing. I absolutely love it. But I'm not here just to have a business. I'm here to have an extraordinary life. And I want to love everything that I have in my life, not just this one thing. And that's why that like my business used to be my everything. And now my everything is so much more. And the things carry the same weight. So you should be passionate about being alive. You should be passionate about living, about growing, about, about learning, about you. And business is one of those things. The thing you want to manifest is just one of those things. It, it, listen, folks, you want to know the ultimate manifestation hack. It's not about the thing you're going to manifest. It's, it is. That's why they say it's the journey, not the destination. It's like, yeah. I'm going to learn a little bit more about the miracles of, of this universe. I'm going to learn a little bit more about me. I'm going to let go of something that doesn't serve me. And I'm going to be on this fun journey looking out for a miracle around every corner. And that's the juice. And so stop putting it into the business and putting it into all of your life. And, and I think you'll find that the passion was always there. It's just don't put too, too much importance to one thing and negate the rest. This is like the most profound conversation I've ever had on the topic of business and entrepreneurship. Like, so this, so this will just one last thing. And that's, this is the most important piece. If it's profound, thank you. <laughs> it's coming from my lived experiences 
and the insights that I had going through these things over the past few years. Yeah. And I would assume most people listening are the type of person that also wants to go out and coach, teach, and help. So when you know in the back of your mind that whatever you're going through is not just something that you get to learn yourself, but it's something that you get to offer to the world, then you will embrace and welcome that next shamanic death, that next challenge with so much power. Like just bring it on. Because I always know in the back, like this will help someone else. Yeah. And, uh, and that's a, that's a really powerful place to work from. And I know this episode is going to help so many people. I can already see the DMS flowing in the tags, like, woo, it's going to be crazy. Um, James, you have an exciting launch coming up that I absolutely love being a part of as your favorite affiliate ever (laughs) called (laughs) business by design. And I just want to quickly talk about that because I am affiliating again this year for your program. It is one of my favorite programs for business point blank period. James is like the best mentor that I've ever had when it came to scaling my business into what it is today. Can you talk a little bit more about who BBD, what BBD is and who it's for? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll try to, I'll try to keep it as short as possible. Um, who I love working with are coaches, um, people that would call themselves an online expert and you want to sell digital products. Maybe you already have a digital product. You created an online course, maybe as a membership, a group coaching, or maybe just doing one-on-one. And, um, I, I show my clients how to scale the crap out of that business. Whether you're just starting out, doesn't matter, or you've already got something going. Um, the the program is really the in my I know it's my opinion and I'm a little biased, but it's the most comprehensive, holistic A to Z uh, online business system that you'll ever find. Um, a lot of what happens is you go like I go to this person for this one thing, but then I need this other thing here, and then this person has this one thing. We got to put them all together, um, and then we're still missing pieces and we're duct taping it. But what we did is basically created a process, number one, where you find out where you are in your business because business growth happens in stages. So when you find out what stage you're in, I'm in stage two, well, the goal becomes simple, get to stage three. Maybe you're already in stage four. Okay, here's how to get to stage five. And um, then what we do is, uh, you know, with all the like moving parts, the tech, the assets, the pieces in in an online business, what helped, I, I created what basically helped me and wish I, I had when I started and, and created into business by design, which are the step-by-step execution guides for everything that you need in your business. So we use this great metaphor of a Lego instruction manual. So if you ever played with Legos, then you know that if you want to build a picture on the box, you just got to follow the instructions. And the instructions are so clear. They're so simple. Step by step. It might be 532 steps, but it's step by step. And it doesn't skip anything. You don't miss a step. You don't get halfway through and be like, oh, they, they left out a step, which is like a lot of what people experience. They get a few steps and then there are big gaps. And so we created step-by-step execution guides for everything in your business. How to create the product, how to create the landing pages, how to create the funnels, how to create a big old launch, everything in between. And so whether you're just getting started and uh, you want to follow those yourself, or if you want to be really smart and savvy, which is what we really help and, and teach, is how you can hire that first virtual assistant or first team member, even if it's part-time, even if it's overseas and inexpensive, and you can hand them these execution guides and you can have them get to work. In fact, the first execution guide I created was how to do a complete webinar, landing page, thank you page, the emails, the reminders, setting it up with GoToWebinar, um, the, 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 um, even like little, like put it in your calendar buttons and 
video and all stuff. And I built the first process for me because I was spending all this time doing it. And I hired a brand new virtual assistant out of the Philippines and no training whatsoever. And I said, here's a process, like a Lego instruction manual. Tell me when it's done. Day and a half later, she goes, done. And I checked it, the landing page, opted in, worked perfectly, got the email, sent me to the thank you page. There's the video. There's the link. There's the add to your calendar button. There I am registered on GoToWebinar. Everything was set up. What was taking me days to do myself, someone else did for me for a fraction of the cost fraction of the time and it worked perfectly. And so many people of us are getting stuck in doing, stuck in the tech, stuck in the working, Mm -hmm. stuck in the doing, and you're missing the role that your business needs from you. So I tell my students, the role you fill in your business determines the results that you receive. And there is a role that is required of you in your business. That's the role of the digital CEO. So when you're down in the weeds, doing all the doings, you're in the lowest value tasks, doing the, staying the busiest, doing the most amount of work, the things that do drain you and burn you out. And sadly, moving the ball the least, making the least amount of money, the least amount of results. And so when my students understand that everything shifts because they elevate their role, they elevate where they spend their time. They're more calculated, they're more strategic, and they get where they want to go faster. And everything we do inside the program is 90 day cycle. So I don't care if you started your business yesterday. I don't care if you're starting it the day you join us in business by design, you can get absolute 100% guarantee. You can get results in, in your first 90 days. Everything we do is 90 days. Even if your first beta launch 30 days. Okay. So it might not be the results you absolutely love, but you're going to get results that you haven't been able to get in those first 90 days. And every 90 days you should be running a project promotion, revenue generating activity to continue to do results, uh, get results in your business and keep taking you forward and keep graduating you from stage to stage to stage. So not only is it like complete and holistic, but I made a, a very, you know, huge intention to, to focus on and emphasize the performance. Like how are you going to actually learn this, but do it? Cause as you guys all know, you don't get results without the doing. So how do we get you into action or how do we get someone to assist you with getting in action so you can start producing the results. And, uh, and that's why, that's why we have so many students that have, have like really been able to, to help and, and, you know, grow their business and, and, and scale massively. So, well, I'm a student. I, I get excited about that. Yeah. <laughs> I a, know. I'm a student of BBD and I will say that I wish, I wish, I don't even know. Did BBD exist in 2016? I don't think it did. That's when I launched for the first time. I oh did the my God. Launch. What the hell? Where were you? Literally my team to this day, I think we're on the last of the duct tapes that they're pulling apart. Like I duct tape the shit out of my business. And like, of course it worked for me, like to a certain degree, of course, like it's amazing. At least I didn't wait to have everything perfect before taking action. But like, holy shit. When I saw BBD for the first time, I was like, I have to everyone has to have this program. Like everyone who wants to create digital products needs to have BBD. Otherwise they're going to waste so much time. And, um, I think when in 2018 is when I first officially like found you, because that's like when we did our first podcast episode. And by that point we had just let go of our entire team. So we just hired our very first person And I think we were like in the high multiple six figures. And since then team MB is like a team of 16 full-time members. And James is like so huge on the hiring process. And I remember that's like, that was like the biggest topic of your mastermind your seven figure mastermind in 2019 was like letting go of the reins. And I remember like just 
having to do everything, like every single button (laughs) I had to push. I had to have my stupid fingers on fucking everything. I didn't have trust. Like I couldn't let things go. It's because I didn't have like a system or process. And, you know, since then we went, you know, I told you the amount of team members we have now, which is awesome. But like revenue wise now we're, you know, we, we ended 20, where, what year are we in? 2021, we ended, right? We're in 2022. What year is it? You're doing great. Good, good, great. So 2021, we ended at $7 million, um, which is incredible. And like, I credit so much of all of the things that we implement nowadays to BBD, to James and his wisdom and all his incredible strategies that he puts into BBD. And now like what my business looks like, like in my day-to-day life is like, I'm just showing up for the creative things. Like I just what everyone wants to you say they want to do this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Everyone. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like all I do is like, I'm showing up to do a podcast with James. And like, as soon as we are done recording, I send it off. I don't do anything. It just shows oh. up on my podcast. You know what I mean? So it's, it's given me so much freedom and I just want this program in every single person's hands. So get on the fucking wait list, everybody. It's manifestationbabe.com slash BBD waitlist. And I will also put that link in the show notes as well. Uh, James, thank you so much for coming on here today. I had no idea where this episode was going. Well, I thought I knew where it was going, but it was like, honestly, one of the most profound and healing episodes Uh that has, I have ever listened to myself. And I feel so grateful to have been a part of it on the receiving. I didn't know what we were going to talk about. I was it, like, cool. We have a, I have a podcast today with Catherine at one. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. You that was have like no idea. <laughs> you have no idea how much you helped me. So let alone, I know you're going to help so many people with this episode. So thank you so much for being here. Well, obviously, Catherine, uh, number one, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Number two, uh, I think it's important to acknowledge, especially in front of your listeners, that that you play a role in that, a massive role, because uh, I always believe it's when you know, two people come together and have that conversation that it can either elevate and expand that or, you know, contract that. And, and you, de- you definitely did that. Um, but I just, I hope your listeners and your audience know this. I assume that they do because, you know, it's, it's, I know you very well, really well. And, you know, we're good, we're good friends is what I mean. I'm, you, you know yourself more than, than I know you, of course, but <laughs> I know you really know, I've, I've gotten to know you really well. And I think it can be easy for people on social media to see someone who's making videos flying around the world and, and living this life of, um, you know, uh, adventure and whatnot to, to make judgments that it's like, you know what I mean? Like that, that, that superficial, like millennial I- influencer who's just, you know, saying dream it and you can have it. And it's kind of this like shallow, yeah, superficial, close your eyes, dream it, and believe it girls, you know? And, I understand it's, it's Instagram and you have, I hope your listeners know how much depth that you bring to every conversation, uh, how much, how many gifts that you have and really, truly like your constant, unbelievable, unbelievably humble pursuit for more of your own growth. and. When we get to, you know, I'm almost 40, maybe 39. And so, you know, when you get to your late 30s, let me tell you, this, <laughs> you're going to start, you're going to, you eventually figure some things out in life. And I am 
I always, it's so embarrassing that I always forget that you're like a decade younger than me, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm 29. <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's just so mind boggling to me. And I think it's a huge testament to not just like your your level of maturity, but um, something unique about you that you can't say about everyone. And um, I hope... I hope people can see what they get when they get you. Because I know what I get as a friend being friends with you. You, know? you can't talk like that to a pregnant woman because she starts to cry. Like, <laughs> I'm tired of crying. Stop making me cry. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I'm dehydrated at this point. <laughs> Seriously. Well, James, oh. fucking love you, dude. Thank you so much for coming oh. on the podcast. You're amazing. Yeah, likewise. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra inspiration on Instagram by following at ManifestationBabe or visiting my website at ManifestationBabe.com. I love and adore you so much and can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and manifest some magic.